this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. The U.S. government's Paycheck Protection Program was a lifeline for many public and private companies during the early dark days of the COVID-19 pandemic. But as financial executives begin a new year and look to close their 2020 financials, several questions remain regarding the accounting and financial reporting of government assistance. In today's podcast, we speak with Sean Prince, Crow's Assurance Professional Practice, regarding how financial leaders can navigate both lingering and developing government assistance issues. Thanks, Sean, for for joining us. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Maybe we can kick it off with you sort of describing your background and, and what your role is at Crow. Sure. Thanks, Chris. Um, my name is Sean Prince. I am a managing director uh, in the national office of Crow LLP. And what I do in our national office is help advise our audit and advisory engagement teams on complex accounting issues. And of course, as the topic of this podcast alludes to, I help uh, spearhead our firm's response to COVID-19 pandemic accounting and financial reporting related issues. Yeah, certainly timely, uh, given all the discussion about that's happened over the past couple of months regarding, regarding government assistance. But I, I want to start off with a discussion about sort of looking at the year-end close and, and uh, Maybe you can describe to me what are the top issues financial executives need to consider uh, when they're preparing their accounting government and uh, for government pandemic assistance they received. Sure, Chris. I, I think I'm going to try to answer this question from two uh, different angles. First, let me <laughs> suggest that when it comes to government assistance, financial executives need to be thinking not only about uh, the financial reporting implications or the accounting but they should also be thinking about regulatory reporting requirements. And so while, while organizations have been happy to receive assistance during these challenging times, uh, you know, each receipt of government assistance probably comes with new or enhanced reporting requirements. You know, reports to show that you qualified for the funds, uh, that you're using the funds appropriately, and how, and how you've determined that you've used the funds appropriately. Now, this is pretty critical because failure in in the regular regulatory reporting uh, aspect of things could potentially result in the loss of funds, right? So the the requirement to return funds, even even so much as uh, resulting in the requirement to return funds that uh, were inappropriately inappropriately used or inappropriately reported on. So I guess the first point I'd make is that financial executives need to uh, view their responsibility towards government assistance to include not only financial reporting aspects, but also the regulator- regulatory reporting requirements. And I, I think we could even broaden it further, you know, to reporting for debt covenant compliance, uh, internal reports used by management, and so on and so forth. In other words, just make sure you're taking a holistic approach. And so as as we're approaching this year-end close, you, you want to ask questions like, what processes do we have in place to address both of these aspects? Do I have the right personnel in place, the right tools? Uh, are the channels of communication open between the, the relevant parties in my business? Um, are those that are actually applying for the government assistance talking to those who have to account and report on it? 
which kind of brings me to the other angle I wanted to uh, answer your question from. So, so as we're approaching year end, as you, as you ask, what do financial executives need to be focused in on? And I'm going to, I'm going to throw out there something I call the two C's. And so the first C of my two C's is completeness. How do you, how do you make sure you've identified all the different forms of government assistance the organization is benefiting from. You've got tax credits all the way to paycheck protection program or what's referred to as PPP loans. And remember, you, you need to look beyond, this is an important point, look beyond just federal assistance and you gotta consider the possibility that the organization could be receiving state and local government assistance as well. So the question uh, for the executives is, what actions need to be taken to determine the full population of, of assistance that your organization is receiving, right? That's my first C, com completeness. But once you have your arms around the full population, and that, that takes, takes you to uh, the next of my two Cs, which is clarity. And this C, clarity, is, you know, is really multifaceted. The first thing you need to get clear on uh, are the terms of each form of government assistance received, right? What is the eligibility criteria for this form of government assistance? Or what, what are the terms of use? How can the funds be used? How can they not be used? And clarity on the regulatory reporting requirements after the fact. What does my organization need to be tracking? Right? What processes and controls do I need to put in place to make sure I have appropriate data to ultimately report in accordance with the terms of the government assistance? And then I guess another facet of clarity um, is you can't appropriately account for something if you don't understand it. Right? If we don't know what the terms of the government assistance is, we, we can't say that we know how to account for it. But this is kind of a tricky area, Chris, um, because for some forms of government assistance, especially during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, the terms of the assistance actually, actually might still be evolving. You, you know, uh, let, let me use an example. And this one's probably clo closest to home for a lot of folks that are listening in. The terms and uh, forms and applications that are used with respect to this Paycheck Protection Program have been evolving and as recent uh, as early October 2020, right? There was a new form used for forgiveness that was released. And, and then similarly, and then changing programs really quick away from PPP loans, as recent as September 2020, some substantive or big changes were being made to the terms of government assistance uh, that, that was being offered to the healthcare industry to the degree that it affected for some of those healthcare organizations, whether they qualified uh, for um, those funds or whether they needed to return them to the government. But I guess the long and the short of it is that finance executives need to determine how their organization will stay clear on all of the terms and conditions of these programs. Number one, to make sure they're eligible. Uh, number two, so that they can maximize their compliance with the terms of the programs. And number three, kind of come full circle here with your question, to make sure they are able to accurately reflect the government assistance um, in their financial reporting. And I know I'm getting long-winded here, Chris, no, but let, no. me address, 
<laughs> Let me address another form of uh, clarity that's quite uh, important regarding the receipt of government assistance by for-profit organizations. And this is more of my area of expertise here. You, you may be aware, our listeners may be aware that U.S. GAAP doesn't explicitly address how for-profit entities should account for grants received uh, from the government, from governmental entities. While, while there is some guidance out there for some forms of government assistance, there's there's clearly a lack for other forms. And so this leaves organizations with the need to make sure they're clear, there's another clarity, clear on how to navigate the accounting guidance for those forms of government assistance for which uh, the accounting guidance doesn't exist. And so I'll go back to, to again, the, the famous PPP loan program, you know, uh, given that a PPP loan is legal form debt, PPP loans can always be accounted for as debt. That's always an option for, for recipients of PPP loans. But what about the substance of the arrangement, right? What about an organization that thinks they're going to receive full forgiveness of the entire PPP loan such that in substance, the PPP loan becomes much more and feels much more like a grant versus debt. What do you, what do, you do in that circumstance? And that's where the accounting professionals need to understand, you know, and be clear on which guidance they can analogize to. You know, fortunately for PPP loans, the AICPA has issued some some helpful guidance in the form of a TQA. Right. And we've also gotten helpful guidance uh, from the AICPA on certain of the healthcare related government assistance programs. But again, coming back to where I began, it's important that <clears throat> financial executives have clarity, not only on the terms of the government assistance, but also on the related accounting uh, guidance and requirements. So I guess in summary, I'd say keep, keep in mind those two C's. Right. Completeness, right? Make sure you understand the full population of uh, forms of government assistance your organization is receiving. And how do you make sure that you're, you've got a full population? And then, and then the other C is clarity. And, and, and approach it all holistically. This, you know, not only from the accounting angle, but also the regulatory and perhaps, perhaps even internal reporting requirements. So you, that's a lot to absorb. And, and you certainly took a, a view from it about it uh, from the broader perspective of, you know, people in the financial suite, financial executives working on the reporting and regulatory issues around it. What about. And you mentioned it a little bit uh, with healthcare. What about specific industries? Which industries do you feel have the most to work when it comes to dealing with uh, this sort of government assistance accounting and, and regulatory change? I, I think that's a great question. Let, let me again use PPP loans as, a, as an example. And I'll start with from the borrower's perspective, right? Because we have the lenders to deal with as well. But let's just start with borrowers under the PPP loan program. Ultimately, the accounting issues for PPP loans are essentially industry agnostic, right? Mm. PPP loans were open to virtually any industry, maybe excepting the banking industry, which I'll address in a little bit. But right. let me take it take the question just from a little different angle. One could argue that the accounting issues for these PPP loans are most complex for for-profit entities um, because as I was kind of alluding to earlier, if they decide to not account for the PPP loan as debt, then they find themselves having to, you know, look elsewhere in the accounting guidance. They're going to have to right. apply some guidance by analogy, such as, uh, you know, what's referred to as subtopic 958605, which is 
is generally a not-for-profit standard, but, but addresses specifically how to handle government grants. But we've also even seen entities uh, analogize to international GAAP, right? Yeah. So international financial reporting standards, specifically IAS 20. And that's a, that's a specific standard developed by the IASB on how to account for, for government assistance. But the, the challenge here, and this is why I think uh, PPP loan accounting for for-profits c- can be a little challenging, is the accounting outcome for a PPP loan can vary widely, even under these three approaches that I've thrown out there, whether you account for it as debt right. or under this not-for-profit guidance or, or IS-20. And so because for-profit entities may be using one of a handful of different possible accounting paths, there, there's going to be diversity in practice. Right. And we're going to see a lack of comparability even across peer companies in the same industry. One might be applying IS 20. One might be applying the debt model. Another might might analogize to not for profit gains, which there's two points, I think, that kind of fall out from this discussion. The first point is um, we've observed that diversity exists even for entities that are applying the same standard mm-hmm. to their PPP loan. For example, let's take IAS 20, right? IAS 20 allows a reporting entity to present the income statement impact of loan forgiveness for the PPP loan as either other income or as a reduction of the related expenses like payroll and rent and utilities. Mm -hmm. So, so for entities that have elected to analogize to IS 20, you're going to see diversity in practice. Similarly, we're seeing entities that are applying this not-for-profit guidance to PPP loans, diversity in practice as, as to when they're recognizing loan forgiveness, right? Some, some, um, are deferring recognition of loan forgiveness as a result of this uncertainty in the system as to how S- how the SBA will audit entities who have received PPP funds. And, you know, some are re- uh, viewing that audit requirement as an administrative in nature, whereas others are viewing it as a, as a uh, substantive condition to uh, receiving forgiveness. So again, big picture here is we're seeing a lot of diversity and this, this diversity leads me to a second point I want to make. Sure. And it's, it's pretty critical is, clear disclosure is so important as to how an organization is accounting for any form of government assistance that's received, right? Because entities may have to analogize to different accounting guidance, and we may see diversity in practice as to which standard an organization is analogizing to, entities really need to make sure um, they have adequate disclosure around their accounting policies, as well as the impact the government assistance has had on um, the financial statements. You know, hearing you describe this, it's such a massive undertaking, it seems, you know, and so many unknowns involved in it. Is there any template or past experience that you feel closely resembles the scope and breadth of the accounting issues raised by the PPP or any government assistance right now? Hmm. That, that's an, that's another interesting uh, question. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of another program that's been such a moving target right. uh, as PPP. And that's the best analogy I can think of this moving target, trying to hit this moving target. And I guess what I'd say is it's really hard to nail down the accounting yeah. when the terms of the program are still moving around and evolving, especially when they're so susceptible and you'll appreciate this to political influence. Right. 
Right. For, fortunately, fortunately, I think we have PPP loan accounting pretty much nailed down here. But let me just let me just draw on a few quick observations with respect to your question. First, um, sometimes we just don't know how how we'll account for something, um, any form of government assistance until the dust settles a bit. Right. We've seen this not only for PPP loans, but also forms of government assistance being offered. Uh, to healthcare entities, for example, during this pandemic. Sometimes we have to play this wait and see game. Mm. Right? We don't know how the rules and regulations stemming from the law, like CARES Act, for example, are going to shake out. And so we don't exactly know who will qualify and what those funds need to be used for and what the re- reporting requirements are. And so that really, you know, the second observation I'd make is organizations really should find a way to stay plugged into relevant conversations given right. this, the uncertainty in the system, right? How, do, how can they stay abreast of developments uh, in say the accounting interpretations arena, right? Mm. Uh, maybe it's through involvement with the AICPA, maybe it's staying tuned to FASB board meetings, and maybe it's as simple as just having an open line, you know, of communication with your audit firm or accounting yeah. advisor and just make sure they keep you apprised of, of developments. Great. Yeah. So this sort of goes into our, our final thought is, um, you know, so you have all this uncertainty with the programs that have been already been rolled out. Right. And yep. running county and all, all facets of it, accounting, regulatory. But then you have the uncertainty of what could happen in the future, because certainly a pandemic is not over yet. Um, you know, there's there's constant discussions about what's going to happen next. And and then you have, as you mentioned, the political question about, you know, the changing uh, nature of, of Congress or the White House or what have you. Um, so how should financial executives prepare for any new rounds of assistance now, especially given all the political uncertainty going on? Gosh, um, maybe the best answer I could give you is if I'm in your shoes, make sure that you and your organization are learning from the process that you've just gone through for the first couple rounds of assistance, right? Pause and reflect. Think about what was hard, right? Let me, let me just run through a series of questions you might, you might ask yourself, was it hard to determine whether you were eligible for a certain form mm-hmm. of government assistance? Was it hard to actually apply for that form of government assistance? Was it hard to mm-hmm. set up the, the relevant reporting mechanisms to make sure you're capturing all of the relevant data to, to submit to the governmental entity providing the assistance? Was it hard to figure out the accounting and why was it? How about the tax implications, mm-hmm. right? Or was it hard to make sure that the funds were used in such a way to maximize your return. So take PPP loans, for example, how did we make sure that those funds were used for uh, eligible expenses so that we could maximize forgiveness? Right. It's really a question of where were our weak spots in those first couple of rounds and how can we address those issues now before the next possible round of assistance is received. So I I would encourage those listening in today to get their teams together, right? And ask them these types of questions. Where do we need to shore things up? Hmm. What can we do better next time? And and what thoughts do you have? Turn it to them because they're the ones on the ground dealing with it. And I guess the other point I'd make is if we just ignore the weaknesses right now, what can you do to optimize 
this next round of government assistance, right? How, how can we turn this into an opportunity, not only from, say, an operational perspective, but also from a cash flow and liquidity management perspective for the business? What, you know, what can you do to be sure you're taking advantage of all of the relevant forms of government assistance that might you might be eligible for? So it, maybe that looks like engaging someone to help you think through tax optimization strategies or cash flow liquidity optimization. I know, I know Crow LLP offers these and, you know, Mm. other services to help our clients, but start, start having those conversations now, right? Right. Engage who you need to engage to be ahead. And maybe that's all too optimistic given it's (laughs) it's an election year, right? Right, right. (laughs) I I guess the, the last point I'd make in that regard is just make sure you're aware of what's going on in Capitol Hill. Right. Right. What, how are you going to stay plugged in? How are you going to keep a pulse of the political uh, agenda? So I guess if, if I were to summarize, I'd say identify your weak spots and address them, right? Talk to your team, Mm -hmm. figure out what went well, what didn't. Um, Next, how can you make this an opportunity for your organization? And then finally, what are you going to do to keep a finger on the political pulse? Final question for you, sort of wrapping it up. Is there something about this, whole experience over the past six, nine months and, um, you know, the government assistance programs uh, that people should be thinking up broadly or you don't think has been talked about a great deal, but should be thought about um, by, you know, financial executives or even the broader audience, you know, um, is there anything that you would think really isn't be talked about that much, but should be? Again, a fantastic question. Um, You know, the common denominator, I think, of all of the questions we've gone through today, Chris, is uncertainty. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, There has been a whole lot of uncertainty and we continue to face uncertainty, you know, both from when does this thing end? How how are politicians going to respond? but, but what keeps me optimistic through it all is we've done a good job as an industry um, in resolving these issues as they come. They come right. and we have to deal with them like any good financial executive knows. You have to get through it. Um, so I guess I, I guess I just say let's remain optimistic. Mm-hmm. And I think the way to resolve any issue that comes our way is to keep those channels of communication open with the relevant parties. I've just been thrilled at how how well the industry has come together to tackle, say, how do I account for a PPP loan? How do I deal with provider relief funds in the healthcare industry? What kind of relief do we need from a reporting perspective for Main Street lending? You know, everyone's working together and I think everyone can play a role. Financial executives, make sure you speak up and say what the issues are. Talk to your auditors, your accounting advisors, because there's a lot of work going on every day to to help people think through the appropriate accounting, make sure they're they're optimizing their use of funds. Um, so, again, I just end on an optimistic note. I know, we, you know, everyone listening in is is clearly smart. They're, they're investing right. in themselves by taking the time to listen to this podcast. And, uh, and, uh, I just say, let's, let's keep at it and we'll get through this, um, one step at a time. Great. Oh, well, it's nice to go out on anything we discuss about this on an optimistic note. So I want to thank you very much for participating and, uh, thank you for your thoughts. 
Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me today.